We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to this GSPN Win in Six and Eurostep collaboration episode. I am Ty Windish, joined as always by the magnificent Rohan Kadi, the glorious Jordan Tresky, as we discuss the Milwaukee Bucks locking up the number one seed. We have some other news to discuss. We'll we'll get there later. Good vibes at first. Fellas, uh, all things considered tonight, how's it going? Great. Fantastic. Yeah. I think uh, Rohan uh, took my exact words. No, it is uh, doing it, – It's this is a day to celebrate the Bucks. They, they have become the first team in NBA history to earn the Maurice Podoloff Trophy. Hey, which one is that? It's, it's really what sick. they used to call the MVP, but they renamed that to the Michael Jordan Trophy. So now they award this trophy to the uh, team with the best record in the NBA. So the Bucks are the first team ever to receive this trophy. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, locking in 58 wins. It was obviously what we were more concerned with from a, you know, um, practical point of view was the first seed in the East because that was what determined all the seeding stuff for, you know, the the bracket, I think, really. The, the home court is big, but the bracket is the big deal. The Bucks are now locked in. They will... I think maybe Philly can still drop. It's very unlikely. One through five in the East is basically set at this point. But at the very least, the Bucks will not see Boston until the Eastern Conference Finals. And it's very likely that they will only see one of Boston and Philly. Maybe zero of Boston and Philly. Who knows? Jimmy Butler's having quite a year. But at most, one of Boston or Philly as those two teams get locked into the other side, the two, three side of the bracket. And really, I think we can talk about the game, too. Really, a, a great West Matthews game. Kind of the guys you expect to come through, come through. Like, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis just seem like they're always good for, like, 20-10-ish and 10-ish production when players are out, especially Giannis. Drew Holiday takes over these games late. He did that again. West Matthews just, what he did to DeMar DeRozan shouldn't be allowed to be put on TV. I mean, oh, my God. 
National TV at that. Yeah, the whole the nation. Apparently, I, I watched the Valley. Somebody told me Jeff Van Gundy said like gritty like a thousand times talking about West and the Bucks, and I was like, Jeff Good. Van Gritty. Jeff Van Gritty, and then he hit the gritty. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Wait. I didn't. I, I made that up. Can Rohan? Oh Rohan, God. can you gritty? I probably can. Should we have a gritty off at our next event? No. Shout out to everyone who came next to the yeah, GSPN yeah. uh, yes. watch party Tuesday night. It was incredible. Thank you to everyone for coming out. Thanks to everyone for being supportive. And hopefully uh, we can put a, put together something like that again in the future. All gritty at the next one. I, I, oh that's boy. my promise. So if you're listening to this pod, clip it right now. Hold, it, hold me to it. <laughs> um, join the GSPN Discord. Subscribe to this feed and, and our other feeds. Uh, make sure you don't miss because... You know, we were sneaky. We didn't put it on Twitter beforehand. It was real listener it, real listener stuff. You know what I mean? So make sure you're listening. Make sure you're in the Discord. The Discord got a heads up as well. But um, back to this game. Actually, back to the one seed. Really big deal that they were able to put together all these wins with the kind of season they've had. I mean, we've talked about it in the context of Giannis's MVP case. But really, I think the story of this season is they just always found ways to win. They're a deep team, and they're so focused on winning. That's all we hear them talk about. And they have so many skilled players. And, you know, as great as it would be if Giannis wins MVP, it's still possible, but I I feel like probably unlikely. Um, I I think the story of this year is not just Giannis found ways to win when Drew or Chris were out. It's really any combination of players. Like, they just always found enough ways to win. 58 wins with two games left. And you look at Giannis is going to miss, what, no, almost 20 games? More than 10 games for sure. Drew missed more than 10 games. Chris missed half the damn season. I mean, that's a lot to overcome. They're going to lead the NBA in wins. It's locked in now. The best record in the league. That's really, really impressive stuff from the Milwaukee Bucks this season. It's a testament to the culture that they've built here over the years that Mike Budenholzer has been here. But the groundwork being laid with Giannis and Chris sort of setting the making this team their own. They're a team that wants to win. They're a team that no matter what it takes, they will go out there. They will win games because they play together. They play cohesively. They play as a unit. They Everyone knows what they should be doing out there. Very well coached team. Great roster filled with amazing talents. Hats off to the entire organization players because this this is a formidable unit because like you mentioned, Ty, everyone is missing games. No one else has excuses. Like every other team has uh, injuries. Like no team is uh, getting off with like no injuries, but the Bucks, especially like you're like coming into the season, your second best player, not your second best player anymore, but uh, like yeah. coming into the season, your second best player, you expect him to miss half the season. You're three time all-star and you're like, yeah, we'll just go out there and lead the, lead the league in wins. It's fine. It's fine. Easy. Let's go do that. Almost get to 60. They still can get to 60 wins. Yeah. It's it's just, it is ridiculous uh, top-down just unity within the organization for just one common goal, and that is to win basketball games. Yeah. I mean, the injuries, everything that has gone on this season where Chris is going to play a little bit more than a third of the season. Um pretty much at this point now in light of recent events. Uh Yadis was seen 19 or I think right now it's he's at 60-30 games played of the year. Drew at 66. Javon Carter is at 78 games played. 
likely going to lead the team. Like we talk about, or Joe Ingles coming back from an injury, Wesley Matthews being out for a very long time, or whether it's them just kind of like maintenance and watching his minutes and knowing that Pat Connaughton started the season on the uh, Pat's been snake been banged up again on complete repair at this point. Bobby missed a long stretch in the middle of the season. Yep, Uh, Grayson. Out Just now, and like had a couple. He was pretty consistent, but had some missed time as well. Yeah, like if you really think about like the top eight, top nine, the guys that we've been talking about the whole year, outside of Brooke and Javon, that everybody has missed at least some length of time. Yeah, and to get to at least fifty-eight wins, um, in spite of all that, shows as Ron mentioned, unity, the culture of this team that you know, frankly. Doesn't think you talk about as much because for many reasons, it's Giannis's superstar ability just so, you know, overshadowing a lot of things, but like Drew being so good this year, especially Brooke rejuvenated all these things. These things happen for a reason mm. because of the things that are in place. And obviously depth too, the fact that you can soldier on and weather through this. I mean, it's not too dissimilar from what they went through last year, but there was, you know, Brooks injury masked a lot of things of like he was the big guy or lost for a long time. When Giannis was time, there was COVID pre- pretty much running through a lot of the team during last year. Yeah. And that season, like that was a different experience getting to 51 wins. It was like about just like, let's get through the season. And then when the playoffs start, it's a new, you know, new ball game. And then obviously we, you know, know how that ended. Um, I just think like this is a very veteran team. Everybody is ready made. They they know what they're you know expected to do here, and I it's a lot of things realized for this Bucks team. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to reach their their ultimate goals. We have you know a couple months to figure that out still. But I think a night like tonight was kind of emblematic of like you lose Chris, Giannis is not <laughs> playing, Grayson, Pat already out. Um, I could go on and on and on, but like they still really found a way to turn that game on its head during the second half and win comfortably yeah. against you know a Bulls team on a back to back and gonna be a play in team, but like still emblematic of what the Bucks have done this season. It's going to be it is already one of the eight best seasons in Milwaukee Bucks history in terms of total wins. Nine, you know, they were 56 and 17 when the COVID shortened season. So that one would have been even higher up there in in terms of winning percentage. That one would actually be their third best season. But still, this is going to be one of the, you know, less than 10 best seasons in franchise history, despite all of that stuff, which is pretty spectacular when you think about, you know, winning nearly as much as that first bud team that really like, you know, they didn't know anything about the playoffs, right? Like that team was all about just having so much fun, rampaging through the league. This yeah, is such just a finding dif- out what that's like now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is such a different like they didn't push for wins. Uh, they did the, I mean, they wanted to be the first seed, right? Like I I don't think they there's not I'm not gonna say they didn't care, but like you look at the minutes everybody plays, right? Like no one's playing more than what, like thirty two, maybe thirty three minutes a game. Where you look at some teams, guys are in the high 30s. Nick Nurse, I don't know, maybe it's like Pascal Siakam might average 45 minutes in April. Who knows? 
Um, it, it's just like they just did it. They just kept winning. I think it really speaks to the depth. And we've said this a lot, but got to credit John Horst for building a, a terrific roster. Thankfully, doing so before the uh, new CBA comes into play and apparently will make it much harder to do so. Uh, from my understanding of this, I mean, the Bucks already have all of these guys and their bird rights or early bird rights and everything. So I don't think that will impact Milwaukee's ability to keep together this group. It may make moves down the line harder. That's a whole different podcast conversation. What we should be focused on and are focused on is this team and this playoff run. And we can officially start talking about that now because the regular season is basically done. Maybe they get 60. That would be cool. I think Giannis is going to play one of these last two games personally and, you know, maybe get him and Crowder some more run together, that sort of thing. The Memphis game at home makes sense. I, you know, if you're a Bucks fan living in Toronto, should you go see them Sunday at noon central? Yeah, it's fun to see the Milwaukee Bucks play basketball. I hope you are a fan of Marjan Bochamp and A.J. Green and Lindell Wigginton because there is nothing the Bucks are playing for. Come on, Ty. Give me, give me this moment. What? Anthanasis. Anthanasis. Oh, there yeah. Anthanasis is going to be big time in that game. Hopefully, here's all I want. Remember the last game against the Cavs last year when they didn't have enough players and they, they had to tell guys not to foul? They could have won that game if they could have played for real. I hope there's enough active players that they can play real defense. That's all I hope for. Uh, the injuries, we'll see. We might not get that. Um, should we get to injuries now? Unfortunately, you should. I think we have to, right? I mean, yeah, I, I any mean, last thoughts? On, I mean, it's great. It really is. Like, it's marred by the Chris thing and the other two wing injuries. It really is a great accomplishment, and it means a ton. And there's people who say the division titles, the regular season stuff doesn't matter. It matters if you think it matters, and I think it matters. I think it means a lot. It's it been it a matters that the road to the Larry O'Brien Trophy runs through Pfizer Forum. That too. It matters that every potential Game Seven that the Bucks have to play will be played at home. Yeah, but that matters. Also, also matters that Boston and Philadelphia are going to exactly kill the living shit out of each other. Yeah, sorry to make this explicit, but like, that's all. Let's just do it. Yeah. I I know I know there are probably some people that, and I would agree with this. Going through that net series during the championship year made the Bucks tougher, and it was experience that they needed to do. Considering the state of the Bucks right now, <laughs> you know, getting that one seed kind of just eases up a little bit. And yeah. I'm look, you know, you look at the bracket. I think Knicks Cavaliers. There, you that's locked what in. You said it earlier it is locked in. That's locked in for sure. That was the first okay. series to be locked in in the whole league. That one is. Those two teams will play in the first round. That's yeah. why the Cavs going to Orlando, whatever their next game is, they have like eight guys out. They, they That one is secured. So, yeah, like looking at four or five matchups, not to get ahead of ourselves. But like you kind of just want to ease into things, especially with how you know many injuries and players are in flex right now. Um, but, yeah, I I <laughs> – Going through last year of the Boston series without Chris and just how the Bucks looked at by the end of it, and just it looked like playing with one hand behind their back the entire. By the end of it, it was. It's really hard to ask for or ask of that for them again, you know, when you know there's so much uncertainty piling up right now. Well, and we also saw the flip side of that scenario too. Like it's great when you make it through that kind of a series, and it gives you that that ability. But, I mean, they had the same exact situation last postseason. 
Sometimes you lose that series, that really intense second round series against the team that you should see in the conference finals. And then what you gain from it doesn't really help you that much because you're home or going to Eurobasket in Giannis's case. Um, so, you know, they, they had their series like that. Most A lot of the primaries are still here from that Nets series. You know, the role players that they have around them, Sans Javon, who's gotten really just looks so good. And I, I think I trust to just fit in with this group. I think what he provides, you know, he's really become lock solid in this in this playoff rotation, in my opinion. But the other guys, they're all vets who have been on a lot of playoff teams. I don't need them to have one of those series in the second round. I really hope they don't have one of those series in the second round. There was one more thing I wanted to say before we got to injuries. Jordan, do you watch Succession? Oh, yes. I know Rohan doesn't. This isn't a spoiler, Rohan. Don't worry. But here's a comp I and made the on listeners. Twitter, Jordan. Comp? It's, what, what do you mean, and the listeners? For the listeners, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. for. Yeah, I wouldn't spoil for them either. I mean, I mean, no part of the show. This isn't from this season. But um, I, I think Bud is kind of Logan Roy. There was a scene when he was talking to the, the kids, and he just goes, I fucking win. And you all sit on the sidelines. I'm like, that's probably how he feels every time he talks to media, but he just can't say it. And that's not even disrespect to media, but just the way Bud handles his media I, interactions. I got to bring up that speech. You come in with love? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what Aaron Rodgers said in the, um, to Brian Gutekunst. When he <laughs> this is Bud, Bud talking to Eric Name. Again, I'm a big fan of Eric Name. This is not a shot, but your recorders turn into sausages. But he just on the floor. It's Bob, <laughs> that's Bobby's nickname. Scoop on the floor. Um, no, but yeah, I, I just think. Uh, <laughs> Why does Logan Roy is an interesting visual? It is. I, I don't mean, think he has the like um, gravitas to like really pull it off because he just like has this like always like you know, the butt <laughs> face. Yeah. You know. Somebody needs I need I need Bud. If Bud's ever on cameo, that's the last thing on earth that would happen. That's the last thing in the universe that would happen. But I would Can you him. imagine Bud on cameo? <laughs> uh, this was you know, <laughs> Yeah, I just I I if Bud was on cameo, I would pay him whatever it takes to just get five minutes of him and say, Yeah, no, just on repeat. Yeah, no, fuck off. That's gonna be Bud's Logan Roy impression. But um this isn't even. This isn't shade. I, I meant to say it because he just does win. That's the. That's where I got the the, the first idea of the comp from. That Logan says that a lot. I I just win. That's what Bud's been doing, man. He just finds ways to win. I mean, he's you know already one of, if not the best coach in Bucks franchise history, and probably a Hall of Famer already with his resume. At this I point. think he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. You look at NBA the winning champion, percentage, the total two-time wins. Two-time Coach of the Year with two different franchises. Yeah. And Just a winner, like the biggest floor-raising coach you could possibly ever find. And at his age, with Giannis looking, saying he wants to stay in Milwaukee as long as they'll have him, like can pile up a lot more wins, too. And I think Bud is a spot to really get and himself more titles too. that as well. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Should we even talk about playing yet or just do injuries? Let's let's talk playing if we're talking about record right now. Okay. So the four play-in teams are basically, basically locked in. I think they technically, are. I think Mi- 11. Oh, Miami. Yeah, I think could. they're all. Miami and Brooklyn could technically flip-flop, but it's it's very it's likely yeah. that even it will so, be. The, it'll be. Yeah, never mind. I was going to say the Bucks could avoid it, but that's not true. Why would you want to? I welcome a Miami <laughs> matchup. No, no, no. I yeah. I mean, they're but, but uh, to your point, Jordan. That so those two are the ones that don't matter for the Bucks actually. Like even if they do flip, so the team yeah. that goes in it actually no, that's not true. Never mind. They, no, it's not. they could if they lose the pl- the first. If they lose game, the first and win the second, play the winner so of nine and ten. Any yeah. yes. So technically, the Bucks could face any of these four teams. Yes, it's yeah. the the team in two knows they'll be seeing. They are either seven or eight. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either seeing seed seven or eight if you're in the two seed. But the you're Bucks, right, since right, they right. are in the one seed, they can play any of Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, or Chicago in the first round of the playoffs this season. Now, given what we've seen this season, uh, all four of these teams would get swept expeditiously. Yeah. It would... Jordan, don't. Don't, Jordan. What do you... No, say it. Say it. I want you to say it so I can attack I bet they'd win in five with the injuries and everything. Jordan, say it. Yeah, I think Miami and Atlanta, I would think at least take a game. No. Also Atlanta. Atlanta? I agree. They'd shoot the lights out for a game. Yeah. They'd win the game four. They'd they'd go down 3-1. Go ahead and be over there. What do you say? Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost. But it's just gonna be like what? What? Like how? How are? How would the Hawks gonna beat the Bucks in a Shooting playoff variance. game? They did it. They it's, they won in Milwaukee. Yeah, thanks to Utah. Uh, well, yeah. But uh, but that's that's a different <laughs> that's a different knives, team. The night of the log knives are coming. Yeah. That's a different Hawks team than what we've seen now. That was a more egalitarian Hawks team. This Hawks team is in the mud. Like, given that they like they have Trey Young, they have DeJounte Murray, but that's their problem. Is that it's just okay, Trey, hey, here, here's a possession. Okay, hey, hey, DeJounte, here's a possession. 
Uh, okay, well, we're not going to stagger you, by the way. So we're just going to, one of you is going to just play off ball and not do anything. Um, it's it's disgusting basketball, quite frankly, watching the Atlanta Hawks play. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. They don't score the ball that well efficiently, and they don't play defense. Like this team is not taking a game off the books. I'm sorry. I'm honestly disgusted that you want to say that the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, say it. 41 and 39. You, you make a superstar they, they trade, a quote-unquote superstar trade, <laughs> and you get a lower record than what you had last season. Like, give me a fucking break. Are you kidding me? The Hawks? <laughs> they lost the Hawks? The Jordan, Jordan, you said the Hawks over the Heat? Give me I said the, the Hawks or the Heat would probably, might take a game. I think the, the Raptors would take one. I think the Raptors would take one, the, too. Or what? Give me what? What are you on? <laughs> Teams win ball games, Rohan. It's a sweep. They've swept sweep. two series ever in the Wooden in, in our lifetimes. Rohan's not even looking at us. He's he's so disgusted. He's disgusted. <laughs> he's he's perturbed. This is a team that is on a mission. This is a different team. Well, would you How do does the current events color your your uh uh idea of this team right now pretty darn good because one of those teams i just mentioned jordan was the chicago bulls and you and i were just at fiser four no no no, no nobody was talking about the bulls nobody's no no, no i'm just saying i'm just saying these are the uh, same he's, these are the he's, same he's gotta, these yeah. are the same caliber of teams because they are all in the play-in tournament like i just mentioned by the the play-in tournament wow what an accomplishment for them hang the banner uh the play-in tournament what which by the way to rohan today like we, Jordan, we like we're cut, we're recording uh, we're recording this podcast after the Bulls game. Jordan yes. and I, we were at the game. Yes, City. Hey, Jordan, I have a question. Did, did Giannis play in that game? No. <laughs> uh, how how much did Chris play in that game? I believe three minutes. Uh, what ha- what was the result of that game? A one hundred five ninety two bucks win. A double digit victory without Giannis and with Chris for three minutes. This it's 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 a joke. Yeah, that's a different team. It's these are the same caliber of teams. Bulls, Hawks, same thing. Like they're three games apart in the stand. Like I don't give a fuck. Like they're they're both they're both the, bad teams. The spray bad teams. water has my guy acting different. They're all bad teams. I don't know what to tell you. I, I know. Getting, I, we're not. Yeah, we're not no I, Again, I saw the Orlando Magic take a game off of them. I saw the Bulls. Did the Bulls take two um, games off them last year? The Bulls, no one. 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 Exactly one game. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Sorry, we wanted to talk about injuries. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Jordan and I are I have our new injuries now. Jeez. Um, so the big one, the big new one that we didn't know about before this game was Chris Middleton, who, as you mentioned, Jordan, I think he played eight minutes, uh, eight, eight and a half minutes. Yeah. So he injured it on a jumper pretty early. Tried to play through it and then went to the locker room and then did not come back and was ruled out with right knee soreness. Soreness, the Bucks' number one true adversary this year. The Celtics are a close second. Here, according to Gabe Stoltz at Stoltzy3, fantastic Bucks follow. Um, from Quotes from Bud on the injury. First, quote, it's just kind of a right knee soreness. Unquote, uh, I want to speak, uh, like... But that, bud. You're getting, getting the bud uh, talk. It's fucking sausages. Uh, okay, requote. 
a re-aggravation of kind of something we've been working with him on all year. That's what I got. And then the follow-up uh, after, I think Nay, Eric Name asked him if he'll play any of the two remaining games. Quote, I don't know. I think we'll lean more, learn more, excuse me, and know more going forward. So I couldn't say tonight. So we don't have much info. And I will say there are people who, when I said I just need to wait till the update to have any take on Chris leaving this game and what it means, a lot of people, oh, we're not going to get an update. You know the Bucks, this and that. I kind of think Chris and Brooks' injuries were just really hard to accurately describe, especially on the timetable perspective, because we got pretty good updates on Pat and Grayson pretty quickly for both of them. And we'll quickly touch on their injuries. But where are you guys at? I'll start with future Dr. Rohan on uh, Chris Middleton's right knee soreness, a really specific kind of injury for you to describe to us here, Rohan. I mean, it's, it's more like a we have to wait and see sort of thing. Like you mentioned, we got more specific timelines with Grayson and, and we got like word on pad immediately. And it's just sort of, it's, it's been a weird injury. Like it's been something that's been nagging Chris all season long. We saw him come back after wrist surgery and then just have this knee, in, like this ghost knee injury that um, sort of just like kicked him out for the last, like for, for the next, however many games it was until he was able to come back and he hasn't really left since besides a game or two here. But it's it's weird when it's an injury that's just called soreness and he has to leave in the middle of a game for it. It's just you, you don't aggravate soreness. Soreness is an effect. You, you can't aggravate an effect. <laughs> you aggravate you re-aggravate an injury. He's got bad which, knee. Yeah, that knee might be cooked. Yeah. That that yeah, do you, have you guys seen that video of that 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 barbecue where it's like if it don't fall off the bone, it's free? That might be Chris's knee. Jesus, where's Despite coconut water, you're acting different. Okay, that's that's obviously hyperbolic, but like it's it's been it's been an up and down season when it comes to Chris Middleton and his injuries. And obviously I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. And we're all hoping for the best. We are a very pro Chris Middleton podcast here, uh here on GSPN. But it's just it's not looking great. The one thing I will say that is a positive is that the Bucks are used to playing without used to playing without Chris Middleton this season. So when he comes back, if he does have to miss a few playoff games, or maybe he doesn't, maybe it literally is just a soreness, and he'll be, be like they shut him down for the remaining two games because, like we've mentioned earlier, the Bucks have locked up the number one overall seed, so there's nothing really to play for anymore besides sixty wins. Uh, so if he comes back in the playoffs, which he very well could. He very well could come back for the playoffs. We've seen him miss like one game for knee soreness in the past, like these last few months. So it is within the realm of possibility that he just comes back right away. Uh, it's just we're going to have to wait and see. And I don't think one, I don't think he plays the remaining two games, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's there for game one of the playoffs. It's it's very tough because I I'm uh, as I'm trying to get my answer together. I'm furiously looking for the quotes that he had with Eric Nim earlier in the year where he's talking about his knee. And essentially what he's trying to do is rehab his knee during the season when it's supposed to be, this is what he would do in the off season. And that's really hard. I mean, Pat is, Pat is on kind of the same scale where he got hurt going into, or, training camp right in the middle of preseason if memory serves. And then it's been up and down. He's missed uh, 
multiple games time, different or stretches of time due to calf strains and stuff like lower leg injuries. And Chris, I mean, I, I don't think we understand how hard it is to to maintain a your body and when you're not 100% and there's a lot of wear and tear after a long time and the Bucks have played a lot of basketball over the last five years and especially the last post-COVID you know, era. Um, and to do that where you're like, okay, I need to do what's best for my body but I want to be out there. I'm, you know, responsible for being this one of the best players on the team, and it's it's it it's it's going as what you'd expect it to be. Where it's there are some times where it's like a couple of days ago when we were all at the game together. It's like that looks like Chris. He's hitting three. He's making Chris shots. He's walking into, you know, running the offense. All these different things, and then the next night he. Just looks a little step slow, you know. Is it's just for whatever reason, it's not. It's running these ups and downs that are expected during the season when you're combining all these things of like you're traveling, you're playing five games in seven nights as the Bucks recently did. You're playing heavy minutes and you're trying to get ramping up and ramping up and testing your knee and all this different things. Like these guys put so much care and work into trying to maintain their bodies when healthy that the, you know, times where you're not 100% and no one's 100% at this point in the season. Um, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I can't, you can't fault the guy for what is going on because it's part of it. It's just his body's betraying him at the, at the worst possible times. I mean, he's gone through hell and back to try to get through all this stuff in a very short amount of time. It's, been roughly a year when you know he tore the what was last year's injury again PCL right MCL 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 yeah that's right um yeah I, I don't know I it's it's all these different things that like I just can't fathom how to to really understand or not understand but like you see it from his perspective of like I just want to get out there and I want to get through all this mess of different you know, ups and downs and you think your best, your, your best self one day. And then the next day your body betrays you and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's really tough. And I think the bucks are doing as well of a job as they can considering the circumstances. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be this, like they're going to know what to do every day when <laughs> things arise. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, Chris, we're going to take you out of the middle of the game and bud, you're going to have to answer for why you're, he's not necessarily out there. It's it's really tough. Yeah, and I think we do know that the Bucks' caution level for this game, even with the one seed at stake, was pretty high. I mean, again, it, I was thinking about it in this phrasing, like if tonight was a playoff game, does Giannis play? I think absolutely yes, right? Like he warmed up. I, I, he didn't doesn't go. I mean, he played the 21 playoffs with his knee like on the verge of disaster. Like there's just – there's, there's levels to the caution, and even though the one seed was at stake and they wouldn't have secured it tonight if they didn't win because Boston did beat Toronto, you know, there were still two more chances for them to win, two more chances for Boston to lose. They weren't going to push it that hard. So it's not like they were going all out for this game, and we do know the Bucks have been cautious with Middleton's injuries. 
Also, just to color your comments further, Jordan, Chris had talked about he had a knee injury in his time at Texas A&M. That means he kind of has a very specific ramp-up process with his knee, and he just hasn't been able to do it. So I think, honestly, more than anything, he needs a, a, an offseason with no other injuries because this past one, he has the MCL, then he deals with the wrist. Everything was just so thrown off for his usual process. And I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Bucks have a long and very successful playoff run and Chris is able to play in basically all of the games and get through it without anything else. And then obviously there's some contractual stuff for him upcoming that we'll talk about in future podcasts further. But a full offseason from the end of the finals to game one of the preseason or whatever, yeah, preseason would be the first time he would play, that he's able to actually do his rehab. Because he just has no, at no point has been able to. One last note on Chris. There was another, there obviously was the big setback where he missed a bunch of games this year and was out for a couple weeks. That's the scary worst case scenario. This was, I mean, he played it, but this was the first game he missed most of that wasn't a back-to-back since February 16th, which was the last game before the All-Star break, which was the last game against the Bulls. And if you recall, there was some real fear at that point because he missed the game kind of late, late scratch. And they were like, was this planned? And Bud said, no, there was just kind of a setback with the knee. He doesn't play. Then there's All-Star break. He does play from then on. His minutes were a little lower, but he was able to ramp up. And the gap there was about eight days from February 16th to February 24th. And then from there, from that point on, he only missed one end of back-to-backs. He didn't miss any other games, which just seemed like the plan for him. The Bucs will have at least 10 days before the playoffs start. And obviously there's two games before then, like you, Rohan, I'm going to assume he doesn't play. I don't think it plays in Milwaukee's favor that it's the home game at 7 p.m. and then the road game at noon. I think if that's reversed, maybe in game two. Who knows? Who knows? Um, He's not ruled out. I would not expect it. But there is a, a pretty long time here to hopefully be able to get him ready and feeling good by the first playoff game. The play in tournament helps with that for Milwaukee, a little extra time off. Also for Giannis and everybody else as well. But I think really at this point, all we can kind of do is hope and and try and have positive vibes. We just don't know. Um, I don't even really want to do uh, – I know you mentioned this, I think, Rohan. Uh, I think they are probably better off to win with if they have to win some more games without Chris this year. I don't even want to get into that until we know a little bit more. Um, because hopefully it's not an issue and Chris is starting every game like he should be and the Bucks are winning those games. And I think, I think if we do get the first part, we will get the second part. I mean, at full strength, even with the Celtics concerns, I still like this team's odds against everybody, especially with home court. Yeah. And especially like positive vibes, keeping it going. The Bucks have by far, like they have the best medical team in the business. Yeah. Like the best training staff, the best medical team. Yeah, look at Brooke. Just I, I trust this team in terms of getting their guys healthy and that they will do whatever they can to get Chris and Grayson and Pat, as we'll surely talk about now, back into yeah. form. Because uh, both Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton are dealing with – they're both ankle injuries, correct? Yes. So yeah. here are the updates. I've got it pulled up. These are both courtesy of Eric Name at The Athletic. Um, This is the full response for the update on Grayson Allen's right ankle sprain. Quote, there was an MRI. I think the findings were hopeful that given we have a week of games now and then kind of a week of preparation, waiting to see who comes out of the play-in tournaments, 
may coincide with he's available. So I think we just have to see how these first four, five, six, seven days, first week goes, how much we can then push him or how much he's able to do in the second week. And if everything kind of went perfect, I think there are scenarios where he could be available for the first game, but that's a lot between now and then. Sometimes things go slower. Sometimes they go quicker. Grayson has been ruled out for the last two games. So just dealing with that tough ankle sprain um, and unfortunately not going to play these last two games and seems like his status for the beginning of round one will be questionable. As we discussed, as Rohan vehemently discussed, round one should not be that contentious for the Bucks. So if Grayson has to ease into that round, probably not a huge deal, but hopefully this is not disruptive for him because he was having a really strong season. It is unfortunate, the timing for Grayson to go out right as the playoffs are about to start. Also, should include, since Rohan already let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> um, it's already out there. Uh, going into the game tonight, both Grayson and Pat were on the bench. Didn't really see any noticeable cast limps. Uh, that little scooter thing that they ride when they're, you know, they suffer an injury. I didn't see anything like that. So, um, yeah. And quickly well, on the did, pat front, yeah. before you go, Rohan, just because, you know, you, we got the bench watch going anyway. This is something stupid I do. I saw guys laughing not too long after Chris left, and I was like, his leg's still attached. I feel like the spirits should be worse if it totally fell off. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. This means nothing. I know it means nothing. Let me have my small <laughs> comfort, Rohan. Um, I, you, you, you do whatever you need to, Ty. I, I will support you no matter what. Thank you. Um, but after last night's game, so after, after Tuesday's game on Pat's right ankle sprain, uh, quote, he twisted his right ankle. He'll be doubtful for tomorrow's game. This game just doubtful? played against the Bulls. He wasn't doubtful, the by the way. Bud lied. Um, but we're hoping it's not serious. Pat did play three minutes after spraining it. Just as Chris played a couple minutes after his thing, tried to play through it. Wasn't like he couldn't put anything on the knee or anything like that, which again, who knows, seems not negative at the very least. But it sounds like Pat closer than Grayson, but still TBD on both of them. It'll be it's it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we know, obviously, because we've been covering the NBA for a while, that ankle sprains can be kind of finicky. They can be like a like a you, you tighten you tighten your shoes or you're out like a few weeks. Yeah. There's a lot of variation. I mean, literally, we've seen Giannis and LeBron like just tie their shoes tighter after they like anyone, any normal human being would just be out for like a month and a half. Yeah, like me. just fine. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Ty, yeah. you know this better than anyone right now. I was going to say, right I'm now. the expert. I couldn't put shoes on for like three days. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's, they're, they're different, man. They're so different, but yeah. like, it's just going to be, it's unfortunate for, for Bucks fans and just NBA fans in general, but it's going to have to be a wait and see sort of thing. Like Bud was saying, I think he said best case scenario is that he's Grayson Allen is back for game one of the playoffs. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. Um, they'd need him, especially if it's against the Bulls because we know he torches that team. Uh, <laughs> but it's just it, we're gonna have to wait and see and just keep positive vibes going and this is this is something where we've spoken about this for a while now it's i'm glad this team loaded up on wings because now they have a lot of options they have the depth to get through it they have a complete roster like we saw we just saw this team like i mentioned no grayson no pat no Giannis, no chris basically go out there and 
beat a playing team by double digits. Like this team is capable. They have the depth and they just have, need guys to step up. And this team has a history of guys stepping up, stepping up so hard, by the way, that Bobby Portis got drug tested after yeah. this game. I wanted to break that news, but Rohan beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. And if it's not out of the ordinary, what kind of game did he have? It, it was a season high in threes for him. Oh. I wish there was a drug that let you shoot threes better. I would take that drug. I'm not in any sanctioned league. I can do what I want. I don't need steroids, but I would like to shoot threes better. When I, I guess said fuck the rule of law. I'm not in the basketball league that governs anything. Well, it's true, isn't it? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's collectively bargained. Or I guess it might not be. <laughs> is, it, is, it illegal? is it illegal for me to take steroids? It depends on what the drug is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it might be questionable. You're going to show up to your YMCA, hopped up on whatever Mark McGuire was shooting up. But see, no, that's not what I want, though. I I want the three-point shooting drug. I mean, if you just want steroids, like steroids are illegal, Ty. I hope you know that. No, why would I know that? I haven't tried. Okay, well, Guy comes up to you after you go, hey, you want to try the steroid? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not the target demo. I guess no yeah, one's you, ever looked yeah, at me and yeah, been like, yeah. he, he, he's looking for you juice. You need these roids. Yeah. You need these roids. I'm already too jacked. Uh, I hate injury pods because I was just like, yeah, hopefully it's good. I don't know. because It's it's especially because of the types of injuries. Like if yeah. you had like anything specific – like with Chris, we're not really sure what it is in terms of like what the actual injury is that he re-aggravated, just that his knee does not feel 100%. Yeah. And with Pat and Grayson, it's ankle injuries, which unfortunately have a ton of variability. Like it's it's tough for us to really sit here and say, oh, we know there's there's a time and we know the Bucks love giving timelines anyway. Though they have been better at that. I will give them credit. Uh, this season, they've been so much better. Last season, I was you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was just on a rampage. Oh yeah, uh, but you're you're a big rampage guy these call, days. Call me, call me, call me Dwayne the Rock Johnson because I'll make a movie called Rampage. Uh, Fair play. That's a, yeah, <laughs> but it's you're, just you're unfortunate. Killing Jordan on this pod. If you're not watching YouTube, Jordan has spent half this pod doubled over laughing. Oh, it's Rohan just it's like the MVP right now. Yeah, he's hard carrying. I can see the. I see just like these levels. It's rising. It's rising. It's rising. It's like, oh, it's like it's like Drew tonight where it's like, oh, he finally has it going. And then it's like he's hitting shot. He's hitting these rainbow jumpers. That's what Rohan's doing right now. He's just giving, giving us the sauce. Rainbow and, takes. And not only not only was Drew Holiday stepping up, but a guy who's going to need to step up is Wes Matthews. And yeah. he did against the yes. Bulls. And especially like considering these injuries. Like, Ty, I think you tweeted about this. He stayed ready, and he he didn't need to get ready because he stayed yeah. ready. Came out here, hit some threes, played amazing, phenomenal defense like we talked about. Shout out, Laz. Hell prison-esque defense. Yeah. Uh, on DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar Drew in he had DeMar in absolute prison. And he might need to have a bigger role, especially, yeah. like, if Grayson and Pat and Chris are going to be, like, struggling and coming back from injuries, like, ramping back up as the postseason begins. Wes Matthews is going to have a much bigger role, and he's been waiting for this opportunity. He's been here, he's it. been a con- consummate vet, and just he he was incredible. I yes. um I, I had my Serge Ibaka parallel moment today during the game because it's just like, I mean, one wow. it, would, it would be nice if Serge was bought in because Myers can't play. 
Myers might be I, the worst basketball player I've ever seen. I will not even talk about Myers Leonard. It I is, mean, apparently, is, apparently at the combine he had a seven foot three wingspan. He must be seven ten if that's true, because I swear he has T Rex arms. But hey, he's just like. I just look at basketball players sometimes and go, like, what do you accomplish? And with him, I'm like, he's just there. Spencer Hawes. I saw him. It's the same player. It's the same player as Buck Spencer Hawes. Spencer at least hit some threes. I don't think Myers. Myers hit a couple. He had a good three-point percentage. He hit a couple threes, but it was incredibly jarring to see a seven-foot-one center uh, when boxing out and forgetting which Bulls player, but I think it was like some, maybe Derek Jones Jr., some kind of forward, not, yeah. a, not a center. He was ducking. <laughs> He's not used to playing the five. I mean, he basically was a four. I mean, it's like the position he played isn't really in the league anymore. Like, they don't, we don't just have like these huge fours who don't have to, to be big at all. Like, those are all just wings now. Those are all just like six, eight guys you can switch and handle. And now he's got to be a five and... Needs some more time in the film lodge watching the Brook tape and maybe like uh like uh I don't know, like giving him some memories. Can we inception him on some Brook memories on drop? I don't know. Anyway, enough about and it doesn't matter. Should not matter. Should never, ever, ever, ever play in the playoff. There are people who have told me, Oh, you need him if but Brooks in foul trouble. No. You don't want Bobby no. or Giannis. No. MB that is insanely no. wrong. No, 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 no. Give me, give me no. TA. Give me uh, let's let's just you know what Bobby and Giannis are big guys. I is Bobby an ace defender? No. Would I rather no. have Bobby playing in Bobby. literally any scenario than Myers Leonard? Yes, 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 yes. Bobby at least knows what to how to use his body and his hands and yeah. make up for his limitations. Yeah, and and offensively, I mean, he just had like a he just had a twenty rebound game. He just had a twenty point game. Like, dude, just play Bobby. It, let's keep it simple. Back to West though. Wanted to share. I'm glad you brought him up, Rohan, before we wrap, because I wanted to share some great, great Wes Matthew quotes, courtesy of Stoltze. The first one, I will say, I think this quote got me over my injury doldrums a little bit. So I'm hopefully it can do the same for you guys and some, some of our listeners here. Wesley Matthews on what he told Drew Holiday following his turnover struggles. Quote, let that shit go. You're the best point guard in the world. Go be that. I love Wes. I want to go run through a wall. I know. That's, right exa- that's literally exactly also, what I said. Also, I, I will throw this out there. At that moment, Drew took off his headband, yep, threw it. it on the court. They come out of the timeout. Who does not have their headbands? Wes Matthews. Drew Holiday and Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews, yep. And they were both electric after that. That was like, mm-hmm. uh, but oh, my search point I kind of dropped earlier. Like, yes. Wes was in that same position as Serge, to be honest. Yep. Like, he was injured for part of it, but, you know, he got healthy. He just wasn't playing. And yeah. people said, oh, I think they're saving him, all this, all that. Knowing Wes, like, just seeing, like, the way he posts, the way he talks, Wes does not want to be saved, right? Like, Wes wants no. to play. This is a competitive— This man started in the playoffs yeah. last season I mean, this, for this is team. There's no universe where he was like, yeah, I'd rather just not play for months in the season— so I can be rested. Like he's ready to play. He wanted to play. Did he ever complain about it publicly? No, not a single time. He stayed ready. He stayed locked in and the opportunity came and he made the most of it. And you know, that just means that's that locker room, that culture you talked about earlier, Rohan. That's serious. Here's Wesley Matthews thoughts on Milwaukee wrapping up the one seed as well. Also courtesy of Stoltze. 
I have a tear in my eye. I love Wes Matthews. Um, for us to have 58 wins, clinch the number one overall is a testament to everybody's character in that locker room and the determination to be the last team standing. What we did tonight so far this season has been a great feat. There's excitement. It's nothing to just dismiss. Only one team can be the number one overall seed, and we were able to do that. But we still have our sights set bigger, and it's one game at a time still. Just the best. Absolutely the best. Wes Matthews is the best. Embodies Bucks culture. He really does. Yep, he does. And I will say, by the way, speaking on the headband thing, at the end of, at the end of the game, Bobby Portis had like an and one. He like took his headband off. Like Drew, Drew and Wes made him take his headband no more off just in solidarity. <laughs> it was hilarious. But no, Jordan, like we we were analyzing that as it happened. We're just like, Drew, Drew, I've never seen Drew that frustrated before. Where he just like no. literally like is making a scene on the court where it's like he had a bad pass, a bad turnover. And I've never seen him act like He's just going to take his headband off and like throw it on the ground in the middle of the court as like and walking away from the Bucks bench as the Bucks call timeout. Like I've never seen that before. But Wes Matthews turns that situation into something they can rally around. And it's just like a fun, it's a fun gag. Like Drew and Wes, yeah, they're going headbandless. Now let's get Bobby involved too. Let's make it a thing and let's play better. And that's exactly what they did. Every team needs a Wes Matthews. Yeah. But luckily, luckily the Bucks have the Bucks have the only one. Can't take that from the Houston Rockets. I don't know. Why I put that out there. <laughs> it's L.A. It's I, L.A. They're, like they're he the left the Bucks that... to go to the Lakers and then came back to the Bucks. That's true. It's a good call. He got the timing wrong on both ends of it, but it's a good yeah, call really to come does. back. You know what? We'll give him a ring anyway. <laughs> he deserves one. Yeah, he I really. I really hope they can. I'll... The surge get a ring. The ring. His surge's ring is going to hold out. He technically has not signed with another team. I wonder why. He hasn't. <laughs> he technically hasn't signed with no. The, my dude, my dude's in true. the unemployed. Technically, yeah. it is technically. He's, yeah, he's I just don't know music. why we're qualifying it. Like my dude's just out there on his couch, like working out with okay, whatever whatever oh Mello works out. It's true. I'm I mean, yeah. Facts. I listen. I you know. Okay. He's he's working out with freaking Hassan Whiteside. Like that's what he's coming to. <laughs> I was just going to ask, who was it that you were needlessly piling on last last time? And it was Whiteside, and you came back to it naturally. Yeah, I mean, it's they're both together. It makes sense. Do you have any comment on James Johnson? I love him. Okay. Love, love him to death. Best James. player in the NBA. He should be on, he should be on the bus. Just had to make sure that you weren't totally crossing the line. Jordan, do you get that, uh, that inside joke? I think I do, but I thought there was something they have with James Johnson where he's like, yeah, I'm going to hang it up. No, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're getting to that Pacers. part of the, Yeah, we're getting yeah. that part of the season where, like, Nick Nurse is, like, openly talking about, like, yeah, I probably won't be here anymore. <laughs> it's like, as, they're, as they're going to be a play-in team. Yeah. Like, their they, season's not done. They turn no, their season not, around, and he's like, I'm still not about it. this. I, I don't like this. He's following yeah. Fred Van Vliet to Houston. And James Harden, super team. Yeah. With uh, Jalen Green as well. That's going to be fun. Yeah. What a mess the Rockets are. Oh, wait. I feel bad. Wait, wait, there's I one more bad. thing we have to talk. We're supposed to be a 20-minute pod. We're not good at that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Mark Cuban's comments today. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Oh, you know what? You know what? Maybe Papa Haslam doesn't look so bad, guys. Maybe. <laughs> he showed his phone to a reporter 
to verify that they couldn't pay Brunson and just aired out a bunch of secret laundry, dirty laundry, blamed Jalen Brunson's dad, Rick Brunson, for messing up the negotiation. Um, I think my personal favorite is a tie between, he said, oh, we're going to try and re-sign Kyrie. And somebody goes, what about Christian Wood? And he goes, not going to get into individual players. (laughs) Wait, did that actually happen? That literally happened. Yes, it did. What is Kyrie Irving? Is Kyrie Irving a Why is this press conference happening Damage control. Season, so season is season is. Oh, clearly, because he he has Cuban, no impulse control. Cuban does this to throw uh, the blame off of other, like take on the blame himself. Yeah, it, well, he's and trying to save is, Jason Kidd. Yeah, which that's is what we, that's what we learned from for talking about text after you've lost something like yeah. like Jason Kidd. Yeah, leaking a text. That's a Jason K. He probably did tell him that. He's like, hey, listen, I, I know a good move for these situations. I'm in them quite often. Also, my other favorite thing is that he took the blame. First, he basically acknowledged that he's the shadow GM and took the blame for the roster not being good enough. But the reason he gave was hysterical. He's like, it's my fault. It's not kid's fault. Nothing he could have done. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I, I forgot to take into account that the league sped up the take foul rule and all this. And uh-huh. things are just changing. It's like, oh, yeah, the take foul. The, the league has never been so different from one year to the next. If, if they didn't have the take foul, JaVale would be 20 and 12 every night. But the take foul is really holding back. What does that even mean? The take foul. You know, what my, you know what my favorite Mark Cuban thing is, by the way? This is what? a little bit on. It's com- completely unrelated to basketball. It's, it's where he tweeted. No, he tweeted at Elon Musk asking about a Twitter thing and then turned off replies so only Elon could reply. Has no replies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, man, you're getting you're getting aired by Elon Musk. Well, he's probably looking for Elon to message him back on Cyberdust. I don't even know what that I, is. It's uh, a it deep cut. His failed communication app, yeah. Yeah. He thought it was going to take out Twitter. Maybe that's why Elon won't reply to him. He said, hey, I remember what you tried to do. I can't risk cyber dust coming back in this climate. That app isn't a cyber dust. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Like, the, like it's, they're speed running it. I mean, you have yeah. all of these factors coming together. You have Mark Cuban. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Jason Kidd. Just like, yeah, this is a good combination. Let's do this. Luke's going to look good in the green and cream. That's all I'm saying. He's, He's going to look incredible. I think the Mavs can still make the play in if the Thunder go 1 and 1 and the Mavs go 2 and 0. Yeah, cuz they beat the Kings today. So they're technically still alive. Congrats. The Mavericks take, would the Mavericks take a game with the Bucks, Rob? Mavericks would they wouldn't even need to show up. Like just concede <laughs> the game. I don't think they would. I I I think the here's a take. I think the Toronto Raptors have a better chance to take one off the Bucks than the Mavericks. Why? Because the Toronto Raptors have players who can sort of defend Giannis, and the Mavericks don't. That's what do you mean? It's called having five players. Because Nick Nurse just the Mavericks like, do oh, not Nick, have five Nick defensive Nurse players. Holds, Nick Nurse holds Giannis to like twenty points on nine to nine shooting. The and Mavericks he doesn't are not get to thirty. That. He's throwing a parade. My guy's marching. He he is having like he he's running up and down the court. He's having the best day of his fucking life. If he holds Giannis to so below his scoring anger. average, 
who cares if the rest of the guys go off because they're getting wide open threes because he's literally sending five guys at Giannis. As long as he holds Giannis and he can uh, just like up his defensive acumen or whatever it is around the league, <laughs> like his, it, like that's fine by him. He can do whatever he wants. He, Nick Nurse is just out here <laughs> celebrating. This is still while, going on. Yeah, Nick Nurse will be out there celebrating when he holds the opposing star player to under their scoring average. Meanwhile, the rest of the team's like, hey, bro, by the way, we're losing games. Our season's going under. You want to do something about that? Nah, nah, I'm the GOAT. I'm the defensive GOAT, motherfuckers. I held this guy to it below his season averages. I'm incredible. Houston, give me the biggest contract possible. Okay, I'm done. I'm just so lost. This is just so... Uh, I feel like I haven't even had any... Oh. I have no memorable Raptors experiences since 2019, I think. I just don't yeah, know I wonder why. All. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because Kawhi was like, yeah, I want a title here, but it's like nothing else wants to keep me here. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. I don't even know lost if I Lost Marcus Ola for nothing. Lost Serge Ibaka for nothing. <laughs> lost... I mean, like, what else, what else do you... Like... Come on. Yeah. I don't even know if I can hand it to you to the outro. I don't think we're going to go anywhere. I think it's too hot. It's too hot. Thoughts. <laughs> I think the Raptors can take a game off the Bucks. I think they have but a better chance Is Precious Achua going to have 40 and 20 or something? Maybe. Chris Boucher, the youngest 35-year-old in the league, is going to be like, <laughs> having like, like 30 points or something. For that to happen. I think their fan base is upset they won't sign Jeff Doughton Jr., which is probably the most down bad shit I've ever heard. It's former Bucks, it's, former herd. Yep. One yeah. game, I think. Yeah. Just uh, Ty, we, we, we saw him go off uh, for the Lakeland Magic that one game. Revenge game. Yeah. I don't even know. Do I have anything else to rant about? Probably. Yeah, I probably do. Anyone want to give me any ideas? No. <laughs> okay. I think we've hit our quota for this one. We'll if circle back case, on we'll Monday and you rant about well, we might we'll know the team then, right? So Monday you can really I, I'll, I'll just be on mute. I'll just say, Welcome to the Eurostep. I'm gonna pass it to Rohan. He's got forty six minutes of material on the Atlanta. It's just Hawks. Rohan. It's just him going, Do not show up to the arena. <laughs> Don't even bother. Don't. Just reading every player and all of their individual stats and after each one going, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? That's your borp? That's your borp. <laughs> Clint Capella's I mean, true shooting is at a four-year low. What a fucking joke this is. What is your pipum? <laughs> Shout out, Cranges. Um, yeah. Just... Okay, I, I think I think I should probably say it. Let's let's yeah. wrap this up. Uh, thank yeah. you if you're still here uh, for listening to me rant, and uh, thank you for listening to this episode of GSPN, this Eurostep Win and Six crossover. Make sure you check out gspn.info for all of our links, but make sure you are also subscribed wherever you're listening to this, whether that be on your podcast platform of choice or watching it on YouTube. Make sure you leave a five star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice or leave a like on YouTube. You know, why not leave a comment, get that engagement going. Make sure you check us out on Repod also, by the way. Great platform. Um, get some good engagement there. Great uh, discussions to be had on Repod. And like I mentioned earlier, check out gspn.info for the Discord link. All of our other pods, uh, merch store, Substack, whatever you need. Playback link is in there. And make sure, like I mentioned, the Discord link is in there. Join in so you make sure you know when there's the next live event. 
So uh, that was a great time. Thank you to everyone again who tuned in for that, who came out for that. That was an incredible experience, one of the best experiences I've ever had. Uh, so thank you truly for uh, making that a special night for all of us at GSPN. But uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for listening. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.